0: Praise God. And we owe it to Him. What? That we can sing of His goodness all of our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning we are here to sing of the goodness of God. Amen. God is good all the time. Praise God. In every season, we have a theme about the goodness of God. Because we experience that firsthand in our life. And we say thanks to him. Shall we turn to the scriptures this morning? We look into God's word. I want you to turn your attention to Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 12. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 12. I will be preaching from the passage... 1 to 20 but we are going to concentrate on the verse 12 verse 12 second chronicles 20 verse 12 i'm going to read o our god will you not judge them for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us nor do we know what to do but Our eyes are upon you. Our eyes are upon you. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. Thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives, Lord. Breathe life, Lord, as your word is being ministered. I pray, Father, that your spirit and your word will do a deeper, wider work in each and every one of His Father. Thank you. We give you praise in advance. Release grace and power that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every powers of darkness, every critical spirit be stilled, and may Christ be exalted in the house. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our eyes are upon you. When there is a storm without, he will make peace within. The world can create trouble in peace, but God can create peace in trouble. Thomas Watson. That's a quote from Thomas Watson. When there is a storm without, he will make peace within. The world can create trouble in peace, but God can create peace in trouble. Have you ever been troubled in your life? Have you ever gone through a season where everything around you is falling apart? Have you ever gone through a season in your life where you are intimidated by forces that are unseen, but the pressure is so real? Well, if you have not ever gone through such a season, I want to let you know that The world, almost all of the inhabitants of this world, they are going through such a season where people feel so intimidated by the pandemic around us. The words that we read from the scripture, it's derived from an event that takes place when King Jehoshaphat was the ruler. One day, he was informed that a vast army was coming against him. A three-nation army joined together was coming to swallow them up, to gobble them up. Jehoshaphat realized that there was no chance, humanly speaking, for his nation to ever exist after this army will just simply ride over them. In this day and age, perhaps, you and I live in a time where we are not threatened or intimidated by physical violence, not in such a large scale. Yes, there are skirmishes here and there, Violence, mobs, riots, those things are there, but not to such an extent. But we do live in a time where an unseen army is attacking not just one nation, but the entire human race. And it seems as every nation on the face of the earth, is throwing in the towel, calling it quits. No matter how and what they are attempting, it seems that all of their labor is in vain. For months, we have been trying, the R&D has been trying for a vaccine, a cure. The CDC has employed so many different methods, but it seems... That one wave after another wave is being expected. One area and the next area is being attacked and assaulted. What do we do when the forces that are unseen seems to press on and press us in? When it seems that we are caught between a hard place and a rock. Where our freedom and our momentum, our movement is confined and restricted. Where what we used to do freely before, we are not able to do anymore. What is it that we can do? How long would people live under such intimidation? How long can people live in such isolation. How long can people live in such phobia and fear? Is this a real intimidation? Yes, very much so. With the potential of taking lives. And we live in a nation where more than 130,000 people have lost their lives to this new attack that is unseen but real. What seems to be the solution? What is it that you and I can do? Well, when you and I are pressed in, and our backs are towards the world, and when there is no way out, you and I can perhaps glean from the life of Jehoshaphat here, and perhaps pick a tip here and there. And who knows if we apply God may come through for us because he's not just confined to history. He is still actively involved in our lives. Praise the Lord. So we see, when the storm was brewing in the horizon, when word came to Jehoshaphat, the first response was, the Bible says, the man was afraid. He was fearful. So fear can come into anybody's heart. Fear can paralyze our momentum. Fear can put us to a stop. It can bring our progress in life to a screeching halt. Fear can suck the strength out of us. But Jehoshaphat, when he was afraid and fearful... The Bible says, what did he do? He went and he sought the face of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Fear is real. Fear is real. That's why the psalmist said, Psalm, Psalm 56.3, you know what that verse is. Once a woman came and told D.L. Moody, she found a wonderful promise that gave her peace in time of trouble and quoted Psalm 56.3. What does that say? What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Moody answered and said, I got a better promise. And he said, Isaiah 12.2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. See, so as God's children... You and I can be caught between these two. One is, when I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Some of us will fall in that. That when I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. It's good. It's good to trust in God when fear takes access into us, takes a hold of us. But you and I can also grab on the promise where Isaiah says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Where are we? Praise the Lord. Do we fall in any one of these realms? I hope and pray that we are. Jehoshaphat, when he was afraid, what he did was, he went and he sought the face of the Lord, and he started pouring his heart before God. You know? what Jehoshaphat did was he took an inventory of the foe that was coming against him. in other words, a report about How large, how vast, this army that was building, coming against him. We should be aware of the forces that are at work against our lives. In the physical realm, there are forces. In the spiritual realm, there are forces. And as God's children, you and I should have the discernment to know about the forces that bruise, against our lives. Praise God. The strategies that the enemy uses against our lives are different. Almost all the time, one of the strategies that the enemy uses is intimidation. Here, the intimidation was through the vast size of the army and the gadgets and the gizmos they had with them. And Jehoshaphat looked at that and he realized that this is real. So number one, when we feel intimidated, we need to ask ourselves if this intimidation is real or it's just a ploy of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Jehoshaphat realized that this intimidation was real. Quite often, research says that only 8% of the time, 8% of the time, those things that we fear are real. Now, fear can be real, but only 8% of the things that we are afraid of are real. So we need to know whether what's coming against us or the report that we hear is real. Because that would help us to counterattack what comes against our lives. One day, two fellows were driving through Texas. The driver was a fellow from Texas, born and raised in Texas, used to these settings in Texas. And a fellow passenger, his friend, was from Boulder, Colorado, the Rockies. As they were driving at night. Of course, the headlights were on and they were driving fast on a highway on an interstate. All of a sudden, they both saw a huge round-shaped figure that was rolling on the highway, coming right against them. So as they were driving, the headlight picked on this huge ball-like figure that was rolling towards them. And it was coming right against them. The fellow was driving. He just kept driving as if it was nothing. But the, the fellow passenger, who was from Colorado, he was afraid. And as this this huge round figure came closer and closer, he grabbed the the driver's steering and he started fighting with him to push it to this to the side to steer the car away from the oncoming black, round-looking thing that was coming against them. In the darkness, they could only see a shadow with the light reflecting. They could only see a shadow that was coming. The fellow was driving was used to this because he was a resident of Texas. And he knew all of a sudden that what was this? This was just a huge tumbleweed round. It was just being pushed By the wind that night. But the fellow from Boulder, Colorado, he thought it was a huge boulder that was whirling and coming against them. See, our perceptions are important in life. Praise the Lord. And our settings also affects our perceptions. And sometimes the thing that intimidates us might not be real. But we need to know the reality behind the things that intimidates us. Either way, whether it's real or not, we as God's children should have the discernment to know and to take the appropriate action. As far as Jehoshaphat was concerned, he knew that this was not an empty threat. This was a real threat that was coming against him. Therefore, he decided to come in the presence of God, fall down before God, call upon God, and ask for divine intervention. Praise the Lord. You and me, at times, we need divine interventions in our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. He realized that he could not, he did not stand a chance against the army that was coming against him. He did not have a chance. He did not have the superior power or weapons with him. See, we, when we come in the presence of God, we can't play around. We have to tell him things as it is. Meaning what? When we are unable, we have to tell him we are unable. When we are weak, we have to tell him we are weak. When we cannot do it, we have to tell him we cannot do it. When we feel that we don't have the strength to move forward, we have to tell him as is. You know, once Moses told God, I don't have what it takes to become the deliverer. You know what God said, how God responded? Moses, I know that you don't have what it takes, but what it takes is me with you. If God is with us, if God is in us, we have what it takes to overcome every assault that comes against our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Jehoshaphat comes before God. And you check his prayer as you read that chapter. He first acknowledges the greatness of God. When we are going through a season, when everything is going, falling apart, it's good to come in God's presence and ponder on the greatness of God. We were singing about the goodness of God. Hallelujah. It's good to ponder on the greatness of God and the goodness of God because when we ponder on the greatness and the goodness of God, that Thing which is standing against us, ready to take us in, ready to gobble us up, we will have an image and a perception about the greatness of God. All of a sudden, that thing which is standing against you, intimidating you, you have a picture of a God that is greater than the forces that want to want to annihilate you, that wants to assault you. This is what Jehoshaphat did. He started pondering on the goodness and the greatness of God. The next thing he says in his prayer is, he start reiterating the past deliverance that God has brought in their lives. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is very important. As parents, we have to make sure that we share... The goodness and the greatness and the wonder-working hand of God that was stretched towards us and brought forth deliverance. And what that does is it evokes within us faith when failure seems to be the next step in life. And this man, what he does is, he starts reiterating. In other words, in prayer, he's talking to God. First, he talks about the greatness of God. Then he says, Lord, how you have delivered us in the past. He was not giving God a lesson in history. But as he reiterated what God has done in the past, what he did is, within himself, there was strength, faith, Start a rising up. Praise the Lord. Think what God has done in your life in the past. As you stand against the foes and forces that comes against you. What would happen? Well, faith will be, will, will develop within you. Enabling you to stand against what comes against your life. Praise God. Look how candid Jehoshaphat was. He did not act as if he had an answer for everything. But he says, Lord, we don't know what to do. We have no clue what to do. We have come to a witch's end. I wish our nation would have come to that place where we throw up our hands and say, God, we have no clue what to do. We don't know how to face this enemy. This enemy is unseen But we don't know because nobody wants to hear that kind of an answer. You know, from our leaders, we are expecting a solution. From those who are in power, we want to have an answer. And sometimes, they give an answer to pacify our fear. But the best course of action when we don't know what to do is... Come to God and tell him, I don't know what to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what Jehoshaphat did. He didn't act as if he had all the answers. But he said, we don't know what to do. And the next part, he said, our eyes are on you. Praise God. My friend, where your eyes fixed. Who are you looking at? What are you looking at? When everything around you is falling apart? Suddenly when the, when the environment is changing? Suddenly when the climate is changing? Suddenly when the economy is falling? What are we looking at? First week of March, how many of you remember? First week of March, our economy was in such a good shape. In the history of our nation, lowest number of unemployment. Just 30 days later, first, first week of April, in the history of this nation, highest number of Highest rate of unemployment. Just one month, everything changed. See, everything around us can change real fast. Nothing is stable. Nothing is rock solid. I want to tell you, nothing is stable, nothing is rock solid. Let's pray, I am praying, that we as a nation, we will continue in the path of prosperity. Let me tell you, we have have an obligation to pray for our nation, that God will bless this nation and raise it up. But there is no stability. When there is no stability... I want to tell you, God is the one who can establish us. God is the one who can stabilize lives, stabilize families, stabilize churches, stabilize community, stabilize our nation. Praise God. When everything is falling apart There is only one thing That is rock solid That is Jesus Christ The rock of ages Is the only thing That is rock solid That has stood the test of time And if I were to take refuge I will take refuge In the rock of ages That's cleft for me I'm going to hide Within that rock of ages Because that's where security it is that's where safety is, that's where I am established, I am kept, I am sustained. Praise the Lord, even when the storms brew against the nations, against lives, you and I are secure in Jesus. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Question is, where's is your eyes? What you're looking at. Hallelujah. He is saying our eyes are on you. If your eyes are on the people, you will be disappointed. If your eyes are on our government, they'll let you down. If our eyes are on our friends, you ain't going to get too much mileage on it. If our eyes are on the the circumstances like Peter, chances are just going to go down. Praise God. But if your eyes are on the Lord, He will see you through. Praise God. Either He will give you the strength, the stamina, and the tenacity to go through the storm, or He's going to shield you in the storm, or He's going to have you to ride over the storm. Praise God. Like the way David says, by my God, I shall charge against these troops. Not that I'm going to run away. But he's saying, by my God, I shall charge against these troops. By my God, I shall scale these walls. Praise God. My friend, those who are listening to me, make sure you have, hallelujah, God With you. God in you. Because by your God. You can beat every odds. That are stacked against you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you are in financial straits. Spread your bills. Before the Lord. The bills that you cannot pay. The bills that are overdue. Spread them before the Lord. And cry out to him. Ask him. For wisdom. If your marriage is on the rocks, take your spouse with you. Fall on your face. Cry out to God. Ask him to come through for you. Ask him. Tell him, Lord, have mercy on me, on us. We are hurting. You need to help us. Praise the Lord. If your kids are rebelling, humble yourself before the Lord and bring your kids before God in prayer and ask Him to come through and speak into their lives so that God can do a greater and a wider work in them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whatever battle you face this morning, my friend, your eyes should be fixed on Him. Who and what are you? looking at. The psalmist puts it very well. He says they that looked to him, their faces were radiant and they were not ashamed. Praise God. In the thick of intimidations, insults in the thick of oppression and persecution, the Bible says Stephen looked up to heaven and he saw the glory of God. And the Bible says his face was radiant. Praise God. God wants his children to have a radiant face. Hallelujah. It's possible when you and I look up to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Once he set his eyes on, on the Lord. He says our eyes are on you. All of a sudden they heard the voice of the Lord. A prophetic word that came to them. And the prophetic word, the first thing that the Lord tells them is, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Praise God. In every season, this is the word that God is for us. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Make sure that your eyes are on Him and He is the word for you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And then God gives them a strategy. Praise God! God gives them a strategy. God has a strategy for every season. God has a strategy for every problem. God has a solution for every problem. Praise God! God has a way out when there is, seems to be no way. And look at the strategy that God gives them. Stand still, I will fight for you. Wow! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stand still. I will fight for you. Praise God. You can't face the problem by yourself. You can't face the problem. You cannot solve the problem. You cannot overcome the problem by yourself. But I can help you to overcome the problem that can come against you. Look at the strategy. It's very important. The Lord doesn't tell them don't go and face the army. The Lord says go. Go to the battlefield. In fact, God tells them how they're going to come in. It says God says, you go to the battlefield, position yourself, and stand still. The battle belongs to the Lord. That's crazy. Think about it. There is a force that's coming against you. And God is telling his children, you just go, position yourself, stand still. Don't do nothing. The battle belongs to me. Crazy solution out of the world solution but that's the strategy that the lord gives jehoshaphat god is a unique custom cut strategy for your problem my friend praise the lord hallelujah for these guys they were told stand still now it's very important can you imagine going against an army a three-nation army that's coming against them And the Lord said, go and stand still. Position yourself and stand still. Now, that's going to take the life out of you. Because the natural response of a soldier is to act. But God is saying, go and stand still. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you have to stand still before your enemies... If you have to stand put before your enemies. How is it possible? Very simple. Verse 13 says. That the king and his people. The men, the women, the children and the young ones. They came before the Lord and stood before the Lord. You want to stand before that thing that is intimidating you? I'm telling you. You learn to stand before God. When you learn to stand before God in prayer, in worship, in adoration, God will give you the stamina and the strength and the audacity to stand before the very thing that wants to engulf you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who can stand still? Those who stand before the Lord. You are able to stand before God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Jehoshaphat. He believed the promises of God. Do you believe the promises of God? Do you bank on the promises of God? You know. Our nation we file taxes. And some of us will get something in return. Sometimes. Sometimes when people are expecting a refund from the, from the IRS, they just go up, go ahead, and they just start, start spending. And when the check comes in the mail or it comes into your bank, you have money, you know, and you spend it in advance, knowing that you are expecting a refund. How often we tend to trust in our government That they will give us a refund and go ahead in advance and buy the things that we want to buy. But we have the promises of God with us. Can we praise God in advance? Hallelujah. Can you bank on the promises of God and praise God in advance? Because the Bible says the battle belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. And if it's a battle belongs to the Lord, I'm sure that he will give us victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look at the strategy. What Jehoshaphat did was he told the choir. He told the choir. And on the next morning they went out. The army <laughs> went out and positioned themselves. But, you know, who did they send up in the forefront? The Bible says he sent out the musicians, the choir to go before the army. Can you believe that? If you and I were asked, if I was assigned to ask you guys to go up, there's a battle taking place, man. We're going to war. Joseph, you have to go with your team and stand before, right in front of the army. And you have to start singing. Come on. Now, we used to singing on the stage. You remove the setting, it becomes very awkward. But these guys, they went, they stood against an army that was coming against them, and they were singing, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, His mercy endureth forever. Wow! Can you imagine this? That somebody is coming against you with a bazooka, and all you have is a bass guitar. Can you imagine somebody is coming with you against you with hand grenades, and all you have is a guitar with you? Can you imagine this? Somebody is coming against you with a dynamite stick, and what you have? What you have you have a drumstick but that's the strategy praise God a strategy that will blow your mind away praise God right in front of an oncoming army the choir took its place and they started singing and worshipping God as worship went up the Bible says God set ambushes and the army that was advancing against the people of God. Just like God said, the battle belongs to God. God took care of the issue. Praise the Lord. My friend, I don't know what you're going through this morning. Whatever you're going through this morning, put your eyes on the Lord. Tell him, be candid. Be candid with him. Tell him, listen, Lord, I don't have a way out of this. I don't see a way out of this. But my eyes, our eyes, can every leader of the church say, our eyes are on the Lord. Can every parent in a home, a father, a mother in a home say, our eyes are on you, Lord. Can every young man, young lady, every child say Our eyes are on you, Lord And whatever strategy that you give us To move forward We will use that strategy Because the battle belongs to the Lord And the victory is guaranteed Hallelujah If God be on our side Who can be against us? My friend Fix your eyes on Jesus and he will carry you through. Praise God. Amen.